jumping right into the interview portion of the Friends of the Rant podcast this week, we've got a great chat with Durham, North Carolina's Secret Monkey Weekend. Secret Monkey Weekend is one of 10 acts playing at Hugger Mugger Boom's Carolina Indie Fest on September 23rd and 24th. They'll be opening the show on that Friday the 23rd at the 5 p.m. slot. For more information about Carolina Indie Fest, visit www.huggermuggerbrewing.com. Here's Fascist Blood Baby from Secret Monkey Weekend's new LP, All the Time in the World. weekend our uh, secret monkey weekend from durham this is gordon from the future it's obviously not this weekend and i'm an idiot i'm ella i'm lila nice to see you guys i don't know if we met when we we played together at eddie fest about three years ago but um i don't think i got to talk to you guys but i i have known jeff for a while and i've watched your progress from afar i think you guys have a really cool story and i just you know i wanted to start out by if you wanted to talk about how this band came to be, because I think it's an awesome story. Yeah. I think I borrowed your amp that day. So we yeah. definitely got to meet that day. Um, Ella, do you want to? Yeah. yeah. So the band kind of just started out as a, a hobby with me and Jeff. I wanted to learn bass and Jeff was like, okay, I'll teach you some things. And that kind of, as I got better, that turned into us jamming together and Lila was like, hey, you know, I want to I do this too. Let's make this a family thing. So Lila 
um Jeff set Lila up on the drums with you know just like kick and snare at first and she improved over time and eventually we were good enough to play in front of other people mm-hmm. but that's that's been you've been going for several years now right yes since 2016 I believe yeah I think it was that summer when we started sort of making some kind of music however mm-hmm. listenable in our music room and I think by that fall um we were ready to play parties people started asking us to play parties yeah well Jeff you've got a pretty long lengthy background in music um was it your plan to get to that point or like like Ella said was it just sort of a hobby at first that that turned into something that you could get out in front of people with I don't know I don't remember really having a whole vision of playing out live much i think really we just wanted to learn some songs um i think we learned a white stripe song Mm -hmm. um um, we might have learned some ramones and queen that's right yeah yeah and some rolling stones um but um and again at that point ella was coming along really fast on bass because she was she was a guitar student of mine before i married her mother Mm-hmm. And Lila had not played drums really with other people other than maybe just jamming with her dad. Um, her, her dad passed away when she was four. Mm-hmm. Ella was nine. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I've seen pictures of her, you know, sitting on a drum stool and smashing cymbals and things. But, I, you know, we taught her how to keep time on the kick and the snare. And I taught myself, actually. Well, we were just, <laughs> well, I just, I think I just said, you know, this type of kick and i think everything else was you and um and then eventually she started working in symbols and stuff so yeah it started to sound like songs and um they both were singing right away um i really felt like i was the um the stand-in until they could find a kid on our street to take my place (laughs) and um at, at some point i even started suggesting maybe one of the kids that take piano lessons with them, you know, maybe make it a Ben Folds type thing and I'll just step aside. But Laura really kind of, I won't say she put her foot down, but she uh, insisted that it would be way better to be a family band than to, um, than the other alternatives. And, uh, and I think honestly it worked out well because, um, you know, eventually we started writing songs together. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you're in the same house, that makes that easy. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we could have gotten nearly as far as we have without Jeff. I don't think he gives himself himself enough credit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when I watched you guys play in, um, in 2019, back then it was still a lot of covers, but it was, you know, I was hearing the kinks and I was hearing the DBs and what sort of what music was driving you guys at that time? And, and I want to kind of parlay that into having, having now checked out the record, you know, what, what, how did that bleed into your songwriting? Well, I guess. Both of you can answer that. Um, a lot of things. I know this is the most basic answer ever, but the Beatles have always been a really big influence on yeah. us. They, I know we, we've always, at least I have always kind of, paid attention to what they're doing and tried to work their techniques into what we do and then the North Carolina acts that we have the fortune to know like uh the DBs uh Let's Active I think have also influenced our sound Mm -hmm. 
and talk about your writing process. You mentioned that as a family, it's kind of, it's easy to be in the same house and kick ideas around. How, how does that work? Well, um, Jeff does a lot of writing for most of the songs, but me and Ella have both definitely come up with ideas that have inspired Jeff to write songs and um, all the time in the world, you know, the title track, mm -hmm. uh, Jeff and I um, one day just sat down together because I think like the idea of all the time in the world came up sometime earlier and one day we were like let's sit down and write it and then we did and yeah then me and Ella have written together a bit and we're quite excited to do some more mm -hmm. yeah um sometimes Lila that she said inspired by she had this little little tune in her head and she would sing it even when she was as young as six when I started getting to know the family and it was in a hum num honey num num and I just couldn't get it out of my head. So I guess what, two years later, three years later, when we started saying we need some songs of our own, that seemed like a natural place to start. So I kind of took her idea and her melody and then just expanded on it. And then like all the time in the world, we did a similar thing where we kind of traded some lyrics back and forth. Um, Ella, um, actually is writing a lot of music these days and i've got a couple that i'm getting ready to finish i was up at 3 three thirty last night working <laughs> on one of ella's she um has everything except maybe the melody to this song she's got the music the words and i was trying to figure out where the melody goes so um I, i'm thinking maybe by october we'll have some of these newer songs um, awesome so you've already i mean you've you've got an album under your belt now and well, well, I wouldn't say I, we have one in our heads. Um, I mean, we're going to be playing them live for probably a year before we re record them. I think that served us well on our last one because we had been playing almost everything live, right? Except, except the title track. We we only played that maybe once, and then we finally nailed it the week before the uh, album yeah. right recording session. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was getting at with this. All the time in the world is out now, but you've got. A, a bunch of material ready so this is this is something that's going to keep rolling yeah yeah awesome. for, for the foreseeable future we continue to want to be secret monkey weekend yeah yeah we you know we're playing um a lot we, we're sort of in a little hibernation so we can kind of it's been sort of a turbulent uh couple of months we've got an illness in our uh basically laura's mom is really sick and uh, -huh. uh she needs a lot of care and but we're also using this time to stay home and write. So mm -hmm. when we emerge for the Indie Fest in September, um, we'll be probably about three or four gigs in September. And then we get busy in October, November. We're going to Athens, Atlanta, oh, Charlotte, wow. Asheville. Um, I've even talked to somebody about New York. Wow. And there's an another festival that contacted me about November. So we'll see. We're going to be busy. That's awesome. How, how do you balance all that with, uh, you know, being in school? <sighs> uh, well, we just started school. So usually we've, I, we've managed to do yeah. it. Um, Ella's has a part-time job. So when we have a gig, she tries to make sure that they know she asks off for those dates and it's, yeah. it's almost always worked. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm mostly homeschooled. So my schedule is normally pretty flexible. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's the uh, Where's the name come from? Oh yes. So <laughs> we have a friend who kind of gives us just like obscure things he finds, 
And one of these obscure things was a tiger beat from early 1967. Wow. And so it's it's all the issue is all about the monkeys. And it says on the cover, it's like a maybe about a vacation they took or something that says that just said secret monkey weekend. <laughs> Perfect. We, we, I think we all kind of decided, yeah. man, that would be a great band name. Yeah, we changed the spelling back to the English spelling of monkey. Yeah. Rather yeah. than the band. Right. Yeah, because we're not a monkeys cover band. Right, right. Yeah. I can we, hear we, do, we have done one monkey song in our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I can definitely hear that influence, that kind of 60s yeah. pop and and it, even into the, you know, I'm having a hard time struggling or I'm struggling a little bit to, to put a name on it. But that genre that's that's kind of out of North Carolina, that sort of power pop influenced, like I mean, we talked about the DBs and things like yeah. that. And, <laughs> and and you talked about you're going to places like Athens and Athens is one of those places that, you know, feels like the home to that music. So it's that's I, right. The, the name fits, and and I, I, I got to say, I'm really impressed with the record. I think it's really yeah, good, thanks. so you guys should be real happy with it. Um, I'm curious. I heard a lot of additional instrumentation on the record. Was that just, was that studio musicians, people you knew, people who yeah. wanted to contribute? How did that work? Yeah. Well, it was, it was people we, I think we knew all of them. Um, our friend Tim Smith, who is our most often the person who's our most often guest star with us he plays a lot of shows with us he did all the keys on the album both organ and piano well he did well he did four songs yeah he did four songs and then peter holzapple played organ and piano on four other songs and peter did add add guitar to one song i didn't know he did that in his home studio after we kind of gave him the 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 stuff to listen to i guess he worked with don dixon remotely so after the fact, we hear this really wild fuzz guitar on the intro of yeah. Do the Secret Monkey. And I thought, wow, who did that? Yeah. <laughs> and it was Peter. And we loved it. It was mm-hmm. a great way to open the song. So yeah, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Peter Holsapple was he was in the DBs, right? Yeah. Or, yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Great. That's Continental I mean, Drifters, um, okay. REM's first fifth man. Yeah. You know, during the Green Tour, that era. Uh, he was on the Unplugged show on MTV with them. Okay. And then he's been with uh, Hootie and the Blowfish uh, almost constantly on the road since about 95, 94. Okay. And the, and that and that guy's on your record. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And he's been a family friend because their dad played in Baron Von Rumblebus, okay. which is a band that plays for children, basically. And they have sort of almost storybook costumes they wear. Well, when their okay. dad was the drummer, um, Peter was the bass player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. That's really cool. Um, I know I've seen you guys live. We played together at Eddie Fest in 2019, but I get the sense that the show that you, the live show you guys have today is, is a lot, a lot different. I mean, you were playing a lot of covers back then. Now you have a whole bunch of songs of your own to draw from. Talk about your live show and, you know, what people can expect. Lila. Um. Well, you can expect, uh, it, we usually play the whole album, mm-hmm. uh, 11 songs, just in whatever order we're like feeling. Uh, we also, you know, it depends how long the show is. Some shows are almost, it's enough time where we just do originals. But if it's a longer show, we have some more covers. But I feel like our covers are getting a little more, I guess, obscure. Is uh-huh. the right word. Yeah, I mean, we do like a, a an obscure Buck Owens single when we play live now, mm-hmm. which... 
you know, awesome. Lila loves to sing The Race is On by George Jones, but we'll throw in like this kind of weirdo uh, Buck Owens honky tonk song we like. Yeah. You know? I, love I it. mean, it's not that we're a country direction, but the fact that we're three piece, we can pull that off pretty well. Yeah, I even picked up on that on some of the album. And it's funny you said you play the whole album just in whatever order you're feeling. Um, my first listen on it was on Spotify and I was riding around town running some errands and I didn't realize that I had it on shuffle. So I listened to the album completely out of order. Um, I loved it, but I said, well, I need to go back and listen to it in the order that it was presented in. And um, but I, I really enjoyed it both times. And I, I picked up tons and tons of different influences like um fascist blood baby has this almost like it made me feel like a little kid again the first music i really loved was like hearing some like old doo-wop songs and it's got a you know really strong harmony and like i said i picked up on some some country influences here and there so it's it's a really good record and and all three of y'all are singing on it right yeah that's awesome how does how does that work just um whoever comes up with the part or is there stuff that you write for each other or a situation where it's like hey maybe you're better for this or you're better for this yeah it's it's kind of like that like um we'll um have our songs and a lot of the songs we do um are by jeff so he does sing a lot of lead but a lot of the time it's just like uh we decide who would sound good on it and mm -hmm. well i have to say one of the things that it makes me smile and kind of amuses me is that even though i might be the one who wrote a song and might be technically singing lead lila will start singing at some point while we're working it up and it ends up sounding like a duo which is fine with me mm -hmm. duet um and it's funny because i almost think she and i do the squeeze thing where i'm the lower voice like um di uh, differed uh-huh she's kind of the high voice like tilbrook but then at other times it almost sounds like she's will rigby and i'm peter holzapple because like white trained by the dbs that has that kind of feel where it's a duo mm -hmm. duet. And um, there are other times where I think she sounds like Rick Danko to whomever I would be in the band. She, yeah. she almost, there are times where she sounds like Levon and Rick in the same show. That's singing, awesome. Which just cracks me up. That's awesome. Well, guys, I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to tell people where they can find your music, your website, your social media channels, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can find us just about anywhere on any social media. You can find us on Apple Music or Spotify to listen. Yeah, if you if you go to Spotify and you do find us, we do ask people to click follow. Um, that definitely helps uh, people find us in the okay. algorithmic way. Um, same for Apple Music. But um, if they if they want to hear it and maybe potentially even buy it, um, secretmonkeyweekend.bandcamp.com. We've actually sold quite a few cds and lps we have an orange vinyl yeah. version of the album that uh, has been out about a month and uh gosh i think the lps are outselling the uh anything any other format and um it, we only pressed 300 so they're not going to last much longer yeah yeah so if people want uh people anybody listening to this who's planning to offend, uh, attend indie fest if, if you want one of those you might not want to wait all the way until the end of september right that's yeah. right and the other thing is um, um, secretmonkeyweekend.com has almost exactly the same type of e-commerce. So okay. you can, you know, people can listen to it on Bandcamp for free. You can hear it for free at um, secretmonkeyweekend.com. But if you want to own it 
and have something that's, you know, even the uh, CD is essentially limited release because we're a mom and pop label, yeah. Secret mm-hmm. Monkey Records. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, maybe two years from now, you're going, oh, yeah, I got the one that they put out themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really appreciate you guys joining us. You guys are playing the, the Friday afternoon spot uh, at Indie Fest. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you there and, and seeing how the show has changed since I last saw you guys. And, yeah. and I hope um, I hope we can bring a crowd out for you. Yeah, well, gosh, we're just we're thrilled to be asked. And I, I'm really, really happy you thought of us. And, um, you know, um, I think there was some talk about jamming with Eddie down in Sanford at some point, but it just never came to be. So this will be maybe finally keeping that intention together and playing yeah. in Sanford.
Secret Monkey Weekend out of Durham, North Carolina. Secret Monkey Weekend will play Hugger Mugger Brewing's Carolina Indie Fest at 5 p.m. on Friday, September 23rd. For more information about Carolina Indie Fest, visit www.huggermuggerbrewing.com. Thanks for enjoying the Friends of the Rant podcast. (laughs) 